ladies and gentlemen, the following episode is scheduled for one fall. Coming down the aisle are your hosts of In The Click, Baby Huey and Brian Pronick. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my tag team partner, Brian Tronic. How's it going, man? It's going great, Huey. We're back for another one, and I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I see you are. You're flexing. You got your Undertaker shirt on. You're ready to do this. <laughs> this Undertaker shirt yeah. is like my go-to everyday shirt. It's like comfy. It's black. <laughs> like, is I don't it, know. It's just really comfortable. Is that softer fabric? Yeah, I got to give WWE shop credit. I feel like lately the newer shirts they've been making, it's been like that softer fabric, which I'm a big fan of versus the ones from like years ago. It was like that thick cotton, which was like (laughs) heavy and it was just like it was stiff and you couldn't move around. And then I hated that. And then a couple years ago, they kind of changed it. It was like halfway between the old cotton and what the shirts are now. Those were a little bit better, but now like the newer shirts, now they've been printing on. It's like really soft. It's that it's that uh when I go to like pro wrestling tees and I buy a shirt off there, I always pay like the extra two, three bucks for that the softer fabric. So mm-hmm. WWE is like starting to use that same type of fabric. So I'm like, I'm all for it. So yeah. I get you, man. Like the WWE shirts now are like my go-to shirt for everything. Everyday wardrobe. Everything. It's just- I go to Target. I got a wrestling shirt on. <laughs> I go I go to the gas station, drop Charlie off at school. Uh, bye-bye, baby. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not, I'm with you. Yes. Like it, it's, it's, they're great, comfortable shirts to wear 24 seven now. So yes, you, me, the whole WWE universe. Now we're all walking billboards for the company. So proud of it. But just here we are back at it for another episode of in the click. So much to talk about. We got some clickbait news to talk about. We got the fallout from the Royal rumble on this week's episode on Monday night raw looking forward to it. But uh, first things first, Brian, I do. I know, unfortunately you weren't able to be part of the uh, Royal rumble review this week i know it's kind of a last minute thing i did live uh saturday night but i would love to kind of get some of your takeaways your your views your review from royal rumble so i'll just throw it to you man just give me kind of your overall thoughts about it but yeah first things first cody rhodes winning the royal rumble yeah man the royal rumble was really good cody winning it obviously that was you know the 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 right thing to, to do the right winner everyone Obviously expected it. There was still some speculation of, you know, maybe it could be Sami Zayn or Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins and stuff going into it. But I think we all knew that uh, Cody Rose is going to win. It was his to win. And I was very, very excited. I know there was some controversy about him coming in number 30. A lot of fans were upset and like, oh, he should have come in earlier. Like, it's so predictable. But I'll tell you what wasn't predictable, Huey. The nearly 10-minute match that him and Gunther had <laughs> in yeah. the final two, I mean, just an incredible – what was different for me about this year's Royal Rumble, even with Cody at number 30, Gunther, and being – was he number he was number one, right? Yep. Intercontinental champion, being number one, lasting that long. Um, it wasn't even really about him having – X amount of eliminations. It was just he didn't back down from anybody, mm-hmm. no matter big or small. He was just ready to fight no matter what. And 
and I, he was tough to eliminate too. I see a few people tried to eliminate him a couple of times throughout the match, but he was tough to eliminate. And to me, I think that's important to showcase whether you look. Gunther wasn't going to win the Royal Rumble, but it was important to showcase um, how much of a beast he is. He's been on a roll, Intercontinental mm-hmm. Champion. I'm excited for him. You know, his first WrestleMania gonna be big for him yeah no i i totally agree with you i'm very happy for gunther and now here we are what four days since the royal rumble and i'm still just extremely happy for him while he didn't win his performance it's just really prove any doubters about him or it just pro- proves to wwe universe this is a major player in wwe on the main roster for years to come this is someone triple h has a lot of high hopes on and believes in and is going to push very well. And so based on this performance at the Royal Rumble, I'm extremely excited for him, happy for him. And I can't wait to see where he goes from here. His stock is at an all-time high right now. I think as far as on a mainstream level, it, yeah. it, it's it's great. Like I said, I'm so happy for him. You know, he now has the longest uh, in-ring performance or lasting the longest in a traditional Royal yeah. Rumble match. Um, he, he, he was, as you said, he was a force in the ring. It was tough to eliminate him. He was also, you know, not backing down from anyone. Like you said, he stood face to face with Brock Lesnar, did not back down. So this was, I think, I think that was, I think that moment with Brock Lesnar for Gunther was a little bit of a moment where we kind of got to see the excitement from Gunther. Cause (laughs) I don't know if you could see, but he was kind of like smiling at Brock Lesnar for a quick second. Yeah, it was surreal to see how many people have we seen go up against Brock Lesnar and just stand toe-to-toe with him face-to-face. Not very many. No. Especially, what, in the last 10 years or so? Yeah. Like, it's been been crazy. Um, Another thing, too, he was banged up. I was looking at Gunther's back, and it was all scarred and bleeding from the Elias guitar shot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, he's... He's still in there toughing it out, even with his back like that. I know that had to feel not very comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. I I think for anyone who watched this, like I said, even though he did not win, this was a big coming out party for him to let everyone know this is someone Triple H has big plans for. And I'm just happy for him. I think this is what the highest viewed Royal Rumble pay-per-view ever. So a lot of people got to see his performance. And, you know, Gunther is now getting well-known amongst the WWE or mainstream wrestling media, whatever, all that stuff. So, like I said, I'm very happy for him. And also, just it puts a lot more respect and prestige back into the IC title. And it's just, I cannot wait to see what's next for him. And it's that type of gut performance that's really going to help him long-term. And I will, I, I hope... I think John LaRocca said this um, when I guest appeared on his podcast, the fight, um, the Take It Home podcast earlier this month. He hopes that uh, Gunther can break Honky Tonk Man's longest IC title reign, and I think that's something they'll do. You know, they, they had Roman. Roman has this long streak. The Usos broke the New Day's tag team title reign. Uh, I, I'm hopeful that Gunther maybe can be the one to break uh, Honky Tonk's IC title reign. Just Honky talks over a thousand days or it was 400 something. I oh, believe 400 something. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, I saw something. So I think for Gunther, that will be through SummerSlam. I think that's yeah. 
through the summer because he won it what back in May, June last year, I want to say off was it yeah. off ricochet so mm-hmm. yeah so no yeah no gunther like i said very happy cody Rhodes very happy women's rights very happy very happy for Rhea. we'll get into Rhea a little bit uh but yeah i, I we gotta turn to oh yeah pitch black match what you think of that one uh, um it wasn't as bad as the red light hell in a cell combo yeah. mm-hmm. um different i liked that um like bray had like the the glowing, mm-hmm. like like graffiti on his arms, mm-hmm. and the paint on his face was cool. L.A. Knight's trunks were cool. It was a good idea, mm-hmm. you know, for a sponsored match. It was okay. It was decent, but I think that they should stay away from stuff like that from Br- for Bray Wyatt in the future going forward. I just worry for Bray while he has such a creative mind. Yeah. If in the world of pro wrestling in 2023, where how real everything is, if um, what's the term? Not magical, mythical, um, like uh, uh, you know, Undertaker was like not yeah. magical. What's the term I'm thinking of? Um, fantasy, supernatural, supernatural. There you go. Thank you. You know, Bray is very much trying to do like a supernatural type of wrestler, and I just wonder in today's just culture that we live in the world that we live in if it's really believable and can it be executed in a way where it's somewhat believable which i'm worried that they can't so i think like this pitch black match was supposed to represent some sort of supernatural presence of him but i think the realism of it is very low so i think a lot of people just kind of look at like what the hell are you looking you look like just like kind of odd performer so i think that's where I'm I'm curious if like little, what little kids think of it. You know, here we are, we're we're grown men in our thirties who are like <laughs> looking at this, and I think there's a lot of older wrestling fans who saw and kind of were scratching their head, like, what are we watching here? But I mean, from a kid standpoint, your perception is much different, and it's a good, yeah. You know, what I mean, you're more like you're you're more open minded to it. You're you're yeah. kind of like taking it for what it is. You're like, whoa. So I, from a kid's standpoint, they probably think this is the coolest thing ever. So I do got to kind of you know, take a step back and think it like that. That's just fit. I'm glad you said that because I forgot about that. You know, yeah. like, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot kids. Like, you know, we're not the only wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. You just you performed know. for me only. <laughs> no, no one else. <laughs> I think that's the problem with a lot of the Internet wrestling community. Yes. They get mad if something's not done their way. And was like, well, hello, they're performing for millions of people. You're just one of thousands, if not millions of people watching. So yep. it, not everything is going to fall to your taste and liking. So just deal with it. So, but exactly. it's fine. So I'm curious now, I, I hope LA Knight just moves on, give him something else. He needs to move on. He's, he's gotten himself over during this whole feud for the last few months. So let, let him move on. Bray, I'm curious what he goes next after this. So it, for both parties, yeah, we'll see where it goes here. Um, main event, obviously, Kevin Owens loses. Roman, Roman Reigns wins, retains the beatdown of Sami Zayn. He turns on Roman, hits him with a, a chair, and, uh, yeah, the bloodline attacks him. But not Jay. Jay leaves, takes off. So, yeah, what do you think about this, that whole conclusion to Royal Rumble? Like, a lot of people were questioning why the men's Royal Rumble was going on first and not last, but now it makes sense. This huge angle took place, and yeah, everyone's still buzzing and talking about it four days later. 
Yeah, it was good, man. That was some good stuff. And what made it even better was that leading up to it, just didn't know what was going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times we we know, we see it coming. Obviously, everyone knew at some point Sami Zayn was going to get kicked out of the bloodline. He was going to get beat up, right? But I, the way they went about it, I don't think anyone really predicted. Mm-hmm. I don't think no one predicted Sammy being the one to be the reason that a beatdown would happen to him. Right, because the bloodline were they were welcoming with open arms. Roman was telling them, you know, you're you're with us now. He literally told him, when you're in this ring, this is your ring. When you're with us, the mm-hmm. bloodline. And I mean, the way this the way it was told, I, it just doesn't get any better than that. It just it, I've heard people online say this is a time WWE should get an Emmy award for that performance. Yeah. This is TV scripted television. And the dramatics and the storytelling has been amazing. This storyline alone should be up for some sort of award, like, yeah, TV Emmys or something like that. So I, I, I'm totally with you. It, it was such great cinematic art to, uh, yeah. uh, uh, presented to us. You can make the argument. Well, not, I mean, hands down, this is the best storyline in the last 20 years or of the 2000s. But now you look back in the grand scheme of things of all WWE history, where this ranks. I know people you probably say the greatest storyline in WWE history is Austin versus McMahon. This could easily be debate for maybe number two. Maybe number three would be what uh, Hogan, Macho Man, the Mega Powers breaking apart, breaking up, and you know that feud that happened there. I'm trying to think of like yeah. the other epic storylines in WWE, but. Yeah, hands hands down, this is the best storyline in the last twenty years for WWE. So, and and every single one involved has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Jay Jimmy has come along in the last yeah. few months. Paul Heyman, obviously, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn from the beginning. Uh, Roman Reigns again. Just when you before the Sami Zayn stuff started happening. Roman Reigns, I've seen the tweets. I've seen a lot of people talking about how he was kind of getting boring. He was kind of falling off. You know, who is – there's no one else really for him to beat. He's beating everybody. He's going to kind of get stale. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole bloodline Sami Zayn story is really, I think, made Roman better. Performance, not only in the ring, right, during his matches throughout, talking trash, you know, doing crazy stuff. I mean, whether it's Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, uh, Edge, uh, you know, Cesaro, he's every time he gets in the ring, he always brings something different, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the one thing that we don't get all the time is the, that emotion. I mean, he was almost crying again mm-hmm. after yeah. what Sam had did to him. Mm-hmm. And it just... I don't even know how to explain it here. It was, it was, it was good. It, it, you felt the emotions. Like I, I rewatched yeah. it again. I saw you tweet it out. You rewatched it again. And it's still just as good. I mean, just, I watched it. My brother didn't watch it live. He watched it the next day. And I sat there with him for to get his, watch his reaction. And he was like, Whoa, it was, it was just amazing. So, um, yeah, everyone's been doing amazing in their roles in this storyline. And we'll get into it in a second, because when we talk about Monday night, raw, 
and we'll talk about Cody, you know, his promo announcing he's going to take on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Mm. My concern, and I, I showed you a video last night, I'm concerned that the fans, I hope to not turn on Cody because they want Sami Zayn in that role. So we'll discuss more of that in a second there. But let's go ahead and jump into some clickbait news. And this one, you know, I, I, I want to touch on because, you know, it involves my all-time favorite wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin. But it looks like uh, as the news came out in the last 24 hours, words coming out that Stone Cold Steve Austin is not expected to wrestle at WrestleMania 39. And this is coming off on the heels of the Rock news within the last couple of weeks that he's not going to be at WrestleMania, it looks like. So the two big icons that were rumored to be at WrestleMania in L.A. this year are not going to be there. Uh, specifically with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer provided an update on Austin's WrestleMania status. And he said Austin was offered matches for WrestleMania, but he has turned down uh, wrestling at the event. Um, he said, quote, as far as Austin goes, Steve might be at the show. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all. He might do something on the show, but he did, in fact, turn down wrestling at the show. Uh, and then Meltzer also added he was offered Brock Lesnar. He was offered Roman Reigns. He could have named his opponent if he wanted to do it with anybody else, but he did not choose to wrestle on the show. And then Meltzer added that it's a similar situation regarding The Rock uh, WrestleMania 39 status. Uh, the Rock felt he didn't have time to get into the type of shape he would need to be in for WrestleMania caliber main event for this year. Uh, but Meltzer said the door was left open for The Rock to wrestle at WrestleMania 2024, so which is WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia next year. So uh, let's touch on both these guys here with The Rock, or excuse me, with Stone Cold. What are your thoughts on Stone Cold just turning down to wrestle at WrestleMania? And then also we haven't chance to talk about, it, but yeah, it looks like the rumor where he was offered Roman Reigns and or Brock Lesnar. So yeah, just overall your thoughts. Stone Cold not going to be wrestling. Um, I'm kind of glad because you really you want to have it's a tough situation because if you have Stone Cold be at WrestleMania of all shows, right? You want him to win. If he's gonna be losing, I feel like it's got to be against something or someone in a story that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Even now, even though Stone Cold's not an active performer. Um, you know, hasn't been around like like he's not a he's not a full time wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like still you don't want to, you know, like tarnish, you know, the legend of Stone Cold Steve Austin by having him go out there and you know lose to anybody. The names that they were mentioned. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar's something that I feel like would be interesting to see, but I don't know if Steve can take bumps like that. Yes. Yeah. You know, and Roman Reigns, I feel like doesn't need to beat Stone Cold. Really shouldn't beat Stone Cold to prove the point that he's like the head of the table or anything like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. For me, as a fan, of course, I'm a little selfish and be like, oh, I would love to see him wrestle one more time. But then again, at the same time, I think how things ended last year, that's probably the perfect way to wrap up his story completely, his career. 
We were fortunate to see that in person in Dallas at WrestleMania. It was first match in 19 years. He looked great. It was in his home state of Texas. He won. The match was fun. Him and Kevin Owens put on a great show. And the story made sense as far as Kevin Owens using the stunner, calling out Austin, making fun of Texas. It just all worked nicely. And the story and the match itself was great. They brawled all over the place. While it was a last minute decision to call it a match, it was still great as far as they just fought all over the place and stuff. And and overall, it was very entertaining. But I feel like. No, I was, I was going to say, I feel like a Stone Cold appearance or match at WrestleMania would only make sense if it was against someone like The Rock. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can see that at too. This point. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, like, and so, and then he got to stun Vince McMahon on day number two or night number two WrestleMania last year. So he got to take out his, his, his biggest enemy one more time and head off into the sunset and it's like the old cowboy came back for one more won the match and was able to go home and go home and just be happy he you know there's not a lot of people we know like Shawn michaels and other people who come back and do one more and you know it doesn't look that good and you're like oh the question should they have came back for one more did they push their luck with austin he you know he risked it all, his legacy. You know, his story was perfect going out on top where, you know, he lost to The Rock in 2003, but was able to walk out on his own two feet, still in the prime of his career and, you know, end on a high note like Seinfeld end on a high note. Sure, we'd love to see him wrestle more after that, but, you know, injuries and all that prevented that. But they able to come back and risk his legacy for one more match and how great it turned out. It's a whole new layer to the story, to the conclusion, and perfect. I am worried, though, if he did try to push his luck and come back for one more at L in WrestleMania LA, it could maybe affect his legacy. Maybe the match, if he did have one more in LA, maybe it wouldn't be as good as the one with Kevin Owens. And then people would be like, oh, see, another guy who came back and tried to push his luck and try to do one more and should have just stayed home. That's what I'm concerned exactly. for. And so... For the sake of just protecting him, I'm kind of glad maybe he's not going to do it. And also, yeah, you're right. If it's against Brock Lesnar, I do not want to see Austin, who's almost, what, 60, taking a German suplex from Brock. I don't know how much money was offered to him. I don't think there's enough money that they can offer him to take one and just mess up his neck and back. No, it's not worth it. Now, again, there is history because when Austin took his ball home and went home back in 2002. It was because of the match that they were trying to do on a random episode of Monday Night Raw against Brock Lesnar. So there is a story yep. they could tap into, but I do not want to see Rock or excuse me, Austin taking a bump from him. Now, when it comes to the Roman stuff, I'm guessing like what you just said, I think maybe the powers that be in creative are trying to think of what else could they do to solidify Roman Reigns legacy of this amazing title reign in the modern wrestling era. And so they probably think we need him to beat a legend from like the attitude era to really solidify his reign as one of the all time greatest. And I think that was the whole point of the rock match that they, everyone's been rumored that they're going to have for the last couple of years. was not only is he beat someone from the, the, the family, the tribal family, but also it's someone from the attitude era, one of the biggest stars and really solidify put over Roman Reigns as one of the all time greats. Now that rock is rumored, he can't, he's not going to be in shape to, to 
perform WrestleMania, it's like, okay, what's the next best option? Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin from that era. So that's the only yeah. reason why I think they probably threw Roman as an option Stone Cold. They just want to give Roman someone to beat and to solidify his title reign. And I'm like, no, I don't want to see Austin <laughs> doing the job no. for someone. He doesn't need to. Yeah. There's no point. So I, I do yeah. not want to see that. So, yes. Yeah, so that, that that's kind of where my thinking was when it came to this. Um, but yeah, so real quick with The Rock, though, your thoughts on him not being in shape. And I know that people were saying he's in shape all the time. He wrestled. I mean, you know, he weightless. He's in amazing shape. But there's a difference between in-ring shape and like looking physically good, right? Yeah, I agree. And I, I think at this point, if if he's not going to be in the type of shape to come back and I'm not saying give – you know, five-star match, right? But if mm-hmm. you can't get five-star effort, shouldn't be in there. Yeah. All right? And 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 I know The Rock. We all know The Rock. He you know The Rock? Comes back. Like, personally? Of course I do. Well, <laughs> I would say yes, but, you know, Phil. I know, yeah. Phil's. He's in the family. <laughs> we know Phil is at the kitty table outside in the backyard. He's nowhere near the head of the table. Listen, love you phil rock, yes <laughs> if he's listening listen, to this like rock i feel like if he says he's not in in ring shape yeah then i would much rather him pass on a match with roman reigns even though it's been teased and and you know everyone's been anticipated everyone's been waiting for it i feel mm-hmm. like for a year maybe more than that now mm-hmm. right but this is blessed in disguise almost. I mean, he, if there's no Stone Cold Rock in-ring, doesn't mean we can't get them in, you know, showing up in promo or a backstage segment or something. And I feel like this opens up for more current talent to get an opportunity on the card. Mm-hmm. I feel like WrestleMania should be headed in the direction. I know it's the biggest show. It's a, it's the biggest stage. You want as many stars as possible. But that's the problem I feel like with WWE is that they don't have any new stars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I think part of that is relying so much on, you know, the old stars to come back and take up those spots on mm-hmm. a WrestleMania or a Survivor Series mm-hmm. or, or, or Royal Rumble, which is why I had no issue with this year's Royal Rumble with there not being any uh, legend, too many legends and stuff, uh, because I know that's what we're used to, but it, it feels good that it seems like they're trying to steer away from that and focus on the actual talent that are on the rosters and give them that opportunity. True opportunity, because we all know, even yeah. though we love the, the callbacks and, oh, my God, the Godfather, oh, my God, you know, all these people coming back, we know that they're not winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost a, it's a waste of a spot. And I feel like people are fine with that, but then they get mad at, Rey Mysterio, who didn't make it uh, to the ring, right? But storyline wise, it made sense. Dominic came out the next number, and he had the mask on, and mm-hmm. he was ripping it. It just made sense, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'd rather those spots than the Godfather and you know Ron Simmons and you know, JBL. We got Booker T in the men's, <laughs> Michelle yeah. McCall in the women's. I feel like one or two is good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I'm glad well, a couple things. One, you did bring Rey Mysterio, which when we record the Royal Rumble review, we didn't know at the time 
I guess apparently he was actually legit beat up uh, just from yeah. his match with Karrion Cross night before in SmackDown. So Cross it looks slamming him around. <laughs> so he was sounds like he was injured, beat up. So they did prevent him from going to the Rumble. So it looks like it was a perfect opportunity to make that into a storyline involving Dominic taking him out backstage before he came out to the uh, Royal Rumble match. So this guy's perfect. And so, yeah, it sets up, you know, potentially a match for them at, at WrestleMania. But also you brought up a good thing. But like what John LaRocca said, at the Royal Rumble review is I enjoyed this Royal Rumble match. I thought it was solid. And I know people were online complaining, oh, man, there's no surprises. There was no big big entrances or uh, uh, returns and it's like well that's the problem we're so we got so conditioned for so many years from bad booking that they got lazy and just relied on these returns instead of trying to tell compelling storylines with the current roster and trying to create new superstars new the next generation of talent that are going to be the the faces for the company for years to come and so i'm glad the way Triple H booked this Royal Rumble, the focus was just on the current roster. As you said, the big surprise was Booker T, but everyone else was announced beforehand. And it's the current roster. So they're just really building up this current staff of wrestlers that they have with the company and building them up. Cody Rhodes wins. He's going to be, you know, main event in WrestleMania, putting him over as the next big star for the company. Gunther's performance. That's someone else that's going to be carrying this company for years to come. So that was the whole point of this Royal Rumble was establishing new stars for years to come. Because as you said, for so many years, we got used to people from the Attitude Era or Ruthless Aggression Era coming in, making appearances. But let's be honest, in a few years, they're going to become too old to make returns. And you can only go to that well so many times before it dries out and you have no one and then you're stuck and you have no new talent, no new superstars to work with. So I'm glad with Triple H in charge of creative, he's creating new stars and focusing on this crop, this batch of talent and using them. And that's why I love this rumble. So, yeah, to the to everyone who said this one sucked, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Go back and rewatch an old Royal Rumble or something then. Yeah. Whatever. <sighs> Rum. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. Um, but then uh, uh um uh with that being said, you know, uh oh my god, I lost my train of thought. Oh, but uh, you know, so with Cody Rhodes winning, that was very important. And uh um so you know, w- going back to like you said, with Austin not coming and The Rock not coming, I'm happy for Cody Rhodes now because that kind of frees up the space, yeah. as you said a, a second ago, as far as not having Austin Rock. Sure, maybe longtime fans would love to see them, but it also does take away space from the current roster. So remember, was it last month there was rumor of maybe they'll split the titles, Roman Rock one night, night two for the Universal, Seth Cody night one for the WWE Championship. That looks like it's out the door now. As of right now, at the time of this recording on Wednesday, yeah. February 1st, Roman's keeping both titles and he's going to face Cody for the titles at, I'm guessing, night two of WrestleMania. That's the plan. I'm actually, this is great and I'm happy for Cody. So you can actually, I think in some ways, <laughs> Cody can thank Austin The Rock not coming and that guarantees yeah. his spot in the main event for the titles and, and they won't overshadow Cody's matchup here. So I think that's also a blessing in disguise. We need to really think about here for a second. Yeah. So 
Definitely. Yeah. So uh, uh, with that being said, so let's go ahead and jump into Monday Night Raw segue. <laughs> Speaking of Cody Rhodes. So uh, Monday Night Raw, the fallout episode of the Royal Rumble, kicked off with Cody Rhodes making his return to Monday Night Raw. It's been what the last time we saw him was uh, the night after Hell in a Cell, right? Or the Raw after Hell in a Cell where he yeah. won, Seth attacked him and that's when they wrote him off TV and he got his pectoral surgery and recovery yep. ever since then. So he comes out and he cuts this great promo, very emotional, <laughs> which that's that's kind of Cody's MO now. And uh did you see that tweet I retweeted? It's like the trilogy of uh oh I, I could play his <laughs> but AEW, his his last I think major promo in AEW, his first promo in WWE, and then last or this past Monday, he's like what do you want to talk about? <laughs> so actually I could probably play the audio here on my computer now, but um uh actually let me I'm just gonna try this. I got something new. Okay, for the clicksters listening right now, I got a Rodecaster Pro 2 now, and I, I think I could play audio better playback for you guys here. So I'm gonna try this. Yes. So what do you guys want to talk about? All right, it did play. Perfect. You heard it okay, <laughs> yes. Brian? Yes. Cool. All right. We, man, we sound like a. Oh, it's starting again. So. Oops, sorry. Let me. Sorry. We're going to kink style here. But yeah, we sound like a sports talk radio show playing back highlights. Right. <laughs> but I like how we started that out. And then, you know, long story short, he goes into just, you know, a, a reminder of his history, went on the quote excursion. I like that's what he's calling it now. His time away from WWE for the last seven years, excursion, which we all know went on the indie scene. He formed AEW. I haven't finished his interview with uh, Logan Paul on this week's episode of Impulsive. Have you had a chance to to finish it? Yeah, I did. I did. It was good, man. I just I enjoy listening to him talk. Mm-hmm. For, he doesn't shy away. Yeah, from any question, like he'll answer it, even if he doesn't think he should be answering it. He'll still answer it and be like, "Oops." <laughs> I didn't know if I was supposed to say that, but whatever. Yeah, like a Funko Pop apparently is coming out with the pectorn. We even said, like, yes. he says, guys, just apologize in advance how many merchandise and action figures are going to come out with the torn pec on it. So, hey, I give them credit, man. They're going to capitalize on that insane Hell in Cell performance of his. So, um, mm-hmm. so I need to finish it. But from what I've heard so far, I just enjoy, you know, how passionate he cares about pro wrestling, the business. And just he's very open. You know, he name dropped AEW, talked about Kenny Omega and John Moxley as two of the great wrestlers right now. And but still gave a lot of love for Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. So I just love how much he cares about wrestling and just, you know, trying to keep it going. So um, but going back to Monday Night Raw, his promo, he just said, you know, he he would not change a thing. He would not tell anything to his young self. He would just do the whole thing again. If he had a chance to do it all over, keep it as is. And just hustle and fight his way back to where he is now. And then more or less said, you know, in his song, wrestling has more than royal wrestling has more than one royal family. And he said it is true in pro wrestling. There's the Rhodes family. There, there's all these other families. And then, then referring to Roman Reigns, family, the Samoan dynasty, the the tribal family, tribal chief family. Um and he just more or less called out Roman Reigns and said, I challenge you for the title at WrestleMania. So what do you think about Cody Rhodes opening promo on Monday Night Raw this week? It was good. Uh, like I said, he 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 just knows how to get you, right? Like make you sit, listen, 
try to understand everything he's saying. He's sometimes he when he talks, he talks really slow and mm-hmm. very methodical. Like he, he breaks down everything he's saying. But ultimately, you know, the the, the official challenge um, for Roman Reigns, and I think he even said it. I'm not sure if it was the press conference or if it was on Logan Paul's podcast, but he said that he's for like up till now he's been trying to avoid even speaking about Roman Reigns mm-hmm. or even saying his name, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just been kind of keeping everything separate, which it's really cool about the situation because ever since he's come back, he hasn't. I mean, we've seen Karrion Cross come back and say he wants Roman, he wants the title, TikTok, right? Um, but someone like Cody, I know a lot of, some some of the clickers probably listen to this, like Karrion Cross. Ew. <laughs> I love Cross. <laughs> but um, it was a good promo, and and, and I'm excited. I'm glad that. You know, he was able to go out there, kind of give like a brief summer, like kind of like everything he said after WrestleMania when he came back on, you know, the Raw after Mania and said what his goal was, him to come back now after winning the Royal Rumble and and just be like, hey, I'm one step closer. Roman, (laughs) I'm coming for you. I liked how he (laughs) said, you know, originally he was um, undesirable. Then he became undeniable. Now the next step is uncrown <laughs> or he's uncrowned. So he needs to yeah. dethrone Roman Reigns there. Mm-hmm. So it just, this, yeah, the story writes itself. So going off that though, let's touch on the elf in the room. Obviously Sami Zayn, his performance, at the Royal rumble, you know, he, he took the chair, hit Roman Reigns very much like Seth Rollins did with the shield back in the day to stop Roman from attacking his friend, Kevin Owens. So he ultimately turned the bloodline and took out Roman Reigns. But then, of course, he got laid out. At the same time, Jay Uso was upset. He did not. He stopped partaking and left. With that being said, now in the last few days, for the fallout of Royal Rumble, there's been a big debate online is who should face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Now, sure, on Monday Night Raw, we see Cody Rhodes, who won the Royal Rumble, says, I challenge Roman Reigns, or I will challenge Roman Reigns for the title at WrestleMania. A lot of people are saying Sami Zayn should be the one to beat Roman Reigns now because he has this organic popularity that's taken off, and he's so over with the WWE Universe. So for me, my question to you is, like, when when Cody, you know, Taurus Pack had that amazing Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins and said, I'm going to be gone for a while to recover. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this story writes itself. He has this gutsy performance against Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Now he's gone for six months recovering. He's going to return to the Royal Rumble, win it, and then challenge Roman Reigns and beat him. And it follows up. It's the conclusion to his story. He started last year, WrestleMania, the night after, the Raw after and said he wants the title his dad never had. So it writes itself like the emotion to support Cody as this babyface. It's there. But now, unfortunately, during his time away, Sami Zayn has come into the fold and risen up in popularity. And since he's directly involved with the bloodline and Roman Reigns' story, people want to see him. So my question to you is, are you concerned or worried at all that Sami Zayn is going to overshadow Cody Rhodes' Road to WrestleMania for that title, and do you 
do you have any concerns that, yeah, Cody Rhodes, the fans might turn on him at some point? <clears throat> so not really, because I feel like everyone knows the purpose. I think we're clear. I think it's clear. But before, maybe had we not seen a turn, right? Had that Sami Zayn not turned his back on the bloodline mm-hmm. at the Royal Rumble and everything was still together how it was prior to the rumble i think cody would have been in trouble because there would have been more room for people to go oh no they just beat up sammy oh my gosh elimination chamber is in two weeks we gotta pull for we want sammy to win you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think with everything happening at the rumble cody winning sammy zane going down jay be, I think it's an important piece of this whole situation. I think it was important the way that they wrote it up, Jey Uso not participating. I think it got everyone talking. Everyone's anticipating and thinking that Jey Uso is going to rejoin the bloodline. I know mm-hmm. he's, he was on social media saying he's out. He's, he's done. Out. He done. Run it back. He told Roman, run it back. Run it back. And let's take him, bring him back main event, Jey Uso. Oh, there's a great tweet here. Uh, uh, let me see how long it is. I don't know. It might be too long to read. Um, I retweeted it um, a couple days ago. Let me see how long it is. It's a little long. Maybe, maybe next episode I could read this the one i showed you about the this guy explaining kind of the yeah. whole conflict with Sami Zayn and Jay Uso and where they're coming from or why Jay Uso is so conflicted right now because he see a lot of himself in Sami Zayn and Sami did what he always wanted to do was to ultimately stand down Roman Reigns and except mm-hmm. so Sami said i'm done and leaves while he felt ultimately fell in line going back to like two and a half years ago so mm-hmm. for me I, th- I think Triple H and them, the creative team, they did it smart. They handled this really well. If you listen to the review of the Royal Rumble, I mentioned I was concerned going into this. If Sammy was in the Royal Rumble or not in the Royal Rumble and Cody yeah. won, he was going to get booed very much like Batista did at the 2014 Royal Rumble or Roman Reigns. was you know, Roman Reigns was to 24. Which one was that? I'm, uh, my dates are getting mixed up. But, you know, what? W- when Roman, okay, Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble and Daniel Bryan did not show up. He got booed. Even when The Rock in the ring trying to hold his hand yeah. up, he got booed. 2015, right? And then Batista was the following year. Batista, Batista was he, he Yeah, and he won and people got pissed because Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan didn't win. But ultimately, Daniel Bryan was able to win at WrestleMania anyway because the people or Vince and the powers that be listened to the audience. But anyway, what I'm getting at... What I like what Triple H did smart strategically in the kickoff show, he Roman told Sammy, your your job tonight is to sit here with me. You're on my hip. You're not going anywhere, which is perfect how they wrote him off for, for the reason why he was not in the Royal Rumble this year. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So got that out of the way. So people watching Royal Rumble are not like waiting to see when Sammy's going to show up and try to win it. He was written off from the beginning. And then, therefore, they let things open for Cody to win. And the crowd popped for Cody when he wants. So they're still excited. Now, yeah. like I said, here we are on the road to WrestleMania, but also before that, Elimination Chamber. 
So it looks like, and there was kind of a leaked already, the chairs for Elimination Chamber has Sami Zayn's face on it. It's going to be in Montreal. The powers that be, or the rumor is that it's going to be Sami versus Roman in Montreal at Elimination Chamber in the main event, which I think is great, great way to, you know, for them to fight there. Now, okay, how do you deflect the attention from Cody by doing it there. I think that's a smart way. But what I told you, remember I told you guys in the prediction, Royal Rumble predictions a couple of weeks ago or last week, are people going to be satisfied with that conclusion though? Everyone anticipates, okay, everyone, a lot of people want to see Sammy versus Roman main event, WrestleMania, Sammy dethrone, dethrone Roman for the titles. Everyone's like, that's the best conclusion I don't know if that's the right way fully. I think the, the second option is what a lot of people were speculating originally was Kevin and Sammy reunite as best friends, take on the Usos, beat them for the titles. They reunite as best friends and our tag team titles. I think yeah. that's the plan they're going to go with. And so yeah. they're going to give the fans what they want. Sammy versus Roman, but it's not going to be WrestleMania. It's going to be elimination chamber. And that's going to set up for the tag titles at WrestleMania. And I think the easiest way you can do that is maybe Jay comes out, costs Sammy the match, and that way Roman retains, so he still has the titles, therefore can take on Cody WrestleMania. Sammy loses in defeat, still gets a hometown pop from the crowd. People still love him, sympathize with him. I think Jay right now is like just going rogue. We don't know what he's doing right now. He's so upset. He's so torn. And I've seen these like in what. If anyone's watched Sons of Anarchy on FX back in the day, yeah. there were guys in the, uh, 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 in Sam Crow who were in the motorcycle club, but were conflicted in something. They would go off on their own, conflicted, and they come back. But then, you know, different. It's like I said, this this story, the Bloodline story, has been seen in mobster movies, club movies, all that stuff. So, I think what happens is, Sam, feel, yeah, go ahead. I feel like it's possible we see um, the right hand man return. In Montreal, the true right hand man, the real right hand man, the original, right? Because we've seen mm-hmm. that Sammy be the one to kind of act as the right hand man to everybody, to Jimmy and Jay, uh, reason why they're still tag champs, mm-hmm. right? Coming in uh, when uh, Jimmy went down on Monday Night Raw, uh, helping, you know, taking, taking the bullet, like Jay said, uh, standing in the way, he getting hit with chairs. Claymores, uh, all types of stuff. And so, and in this situation right here, I think, and maybe we'll see it in the coming weeks on SmackDown, maybe he'll be given type of ultimatum. You know, it's things are handled different, family, mm-hmm. right? We all knew that Sami Zayn wasn't, he wasn't blood, he wasn't family. Yeah. So they had to do what they had to do, right? But I think Roman will, will take an opportunity to hear Jay out and see what's going on there. And, yeah, I think the perfect situation is for Jay to kind of cost Sammy to now redirect Sammy's um, goal or mine and say, okay, I didn't achieve my, that, right, going after Roman, become the champion. But you know what? Now my attention's on you, Jay. Mm-hmm. Me and Kevin, we tried at the Tribal Chief, and we didn't get it done. But... I know that if we get together, 
we can t- finally be the ones to take those tag titles off you guys. Yeah. And I think it works out perfect that way. Yeah. And you're, you're right. I think that that's the easier route is let Roman Sammy fight Montreal one-on-one. Jay comes back, ultimately realigns with Roman, prevents Sammy from winning, costs him the match. And then after that, Roman goes off to face Cody and all the attention between them to take off from there. Sammy redirects his energy towards Jay and wants revenge against him and Mm -hmm. realigns with Kevin Owens. And then they realize together, let's take out the Usos. And that sets up the match for WrestleMania. Now, I wonder if that's still a perfect conclusion because we want to see Sammy win something. Him and Kevin in the tag titles be great. Now, for my only concern is Jay in his character arc right now. He's conflicted. He sees himself in Sammy. He Sammy got to do something that he always wanted to do was take out Roman. And so I wonder for the sake of Sammy's character arc, what's the right conclusion for him in all this? Cause I still think the bloodline ultimately is going to fall apart after WrestleMania. Cause we know Uso, uh, not Uso, <laughs> solo is loyal to Roman. He's just like the higher gun, the monster, the weapon. He just takes out whatever Jimmy. I know there's some promos. If you look back now, he told Roman like, no, J- uh, Sammy's cool. We're buddies. We're friends, but you're family. Like I'm with you. So he told Roman, like I am loyal to you. So I think for Jimmy, you know, he's playing the role, right? That's why he told, you know, Jay, you're my, you say he's your brother. I'm your brother. And that's why he was the first one to take out Sammy with the kick because he was so that pissed. That was tough. Dewey, that was, that See, was Jimmy. Jimmy was torn. It's like, dude, you're my brother, but you're like concerned about Sammy. Why do you care about him? I'm your actual brother. You should be concerned about me. So Sam, Jimmy was pissed and like took out, uh, 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 uh took out Sammy. And so, uh, and so, um, I like, I liked the, what, what Jimmy did in that role. He was torn. Yeah. He was like, screw this guy. He turned on us. You're my brother. We stick together. So, mm-hmm. um, but what, so what I'm trying to think is I bet you Kevin, Sammy versus so probably main events night one, maybe that can be, mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever done before. Like a tag team match has main evented a, a mania, so but let that maybe main event night one. Then maybe night two, the Usos, who are now no, no longer tag champs, are going to try to go after and help Roman beat Cody. But maybe yeah. Sammy comes out and uh, intervenes and steps into Jay and be like, you don't have to do this, man. You don't need to help Roman. You can leave now. Be like me and leave. And maybe they're like, all right, you're right. We're not going to help Roman anymore. And then, then that way, Cody can cleanly beat Roman one-on-one. And then that way, Jay can maybe get some peace you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm trying to think from a character standpoint good, for morale. Good, you know what? The humanity you know is. What, you know what way you can also go with it? You can also go with maybe Solo being the one mm-hmm. to let's say they the Usos lose the titles, right? Night one. And then night two, I would say the Usos are getting ready to go out and help Roman. But then Solo goes, wait, I'm I'm we're brothers, right? All yeah. three of us, listen to your brother. I know I'm the youngest, but li- listen. <laughs> he didn't help you guys last night. When it mm. came down to it, he doesn't care. Yeah. He only cares about himself. He didn't help you guys. To Retain your tag title. Why yeah. are you helping him? Let's let him, let him, 
He wanted to come out here on his own. He didn't want to know how he's he's the tribal chief, right? Then let him do it, but let him do it on his own. That's what this whole story, Roman story is. He's so concerned or narcissistic about keeping the title and being at the head of the table. He's willing to manipulate anyone to fall in line, do what he says to help him use them to help him stay at the top. He's so power hungry. And that's ultimately what's going to lead to his fall is him just overusing everyone. And people are going to realize, screw you, I'm done. And so I really do think the bloodline will kind of dissolve after this, or maybe some type of civil war, something it's going to break apart. So FYI, Jump on WWShop.com. Get all your bloodline shirts now while you can. <laughs> so, so we got a few more months. To yeah, work. a few more months before I think the bloodline story is going to be done now after WrestleMania. So, but, but that's what I'm saying is I hope Sammy does something to Jay to kind of wrap up their story from a character standpoint. And he helps like saves him somehow. But like, dude, there's yeah. still good in you. Like, it's okay. You know, the Darth Vader, I, I John LaRocca made this great analogy was, you know, Rome it, it, at the end of Royal Rumble, Roman was the empire, or excuse me, uh, excuse me, the emperor. Sammy was Darth Vader. Kevin Owens was Luke Skywalker. The emperor is beating down uh, 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 Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. Darth Vader ultimately turns good again to save his son. Sammy turned good to save Kevin Owens. So great Star Wars analogy there from Return of the Jedi. So fantastic, actually. So, yeah. So I I hope there's some sort of redemption for for Jay and all this, too. So, yeah, I'm fascinated. That's a great thing about wrestling. Look at this damn story. Take off like this is so compelling. It's our our male soap opera or everyone's soap opera right now. So. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, looking forward to what, what Cody does now in the meantime. Um, so then, you know, he got confronted by Judgment Day on Raw, ultimately led to the main event with Finn Balor. So two former Bullet Club leaders going at it in the main event. What would you think of uh, how that match played out? I thought that was good. Um, I didn't really think about it until like right before the match. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Wait, Bullet Club. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What, what popped me hard, too, was um, during the <laughs> during the segment when they were, you know, making a match. Finn goes, he was like, this, mine, this, mine. (laughs) (laughs) Dominic was great here, too. He's like, I don't care about your dad. I don't care about my dad. I don't care about any dad. (laughs) Dominic is doing amazing work now in his character work right now. So, so yeah, it's been fun. Ultimately, it led to yeah the main event with Finn and Cody. Great match. Uh, Cody picked up the victory. Um, Edge intervened as well early in the show. Uh, he's back now. So it looks like Finn and Edge are probably going to settle the score at some point. Uh, we also saw, yeah, uh, Edge and Beth get involved in the main event to more or less help Cody get the win as well. So it was good. Um, you know, Huey, real quick. Do you know what I like about... WWE lately, Triple H is booking his <laughs> his his staff. The current regime is the fact that you look at Finn Balor. He's got a whole situation with Judgment Day as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. He's got Edge, right? But like everything is happening, like. 
so many people, not even just Finn, but so many people can be in multiple beefs or multiple stories mm-hmm. at once. Overlapping. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, over, yeah. I mean, even, even carrying cross, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, having the whole madcap Emma thing on top of the right. Rey Mysterio thing. Right. And it's just, that's happening for a lot of people on both raw and SmackDown. And if you pay close attention too, like it's not happening like we don't see it every single week mm-hmm. right like it's not like okay like it's a treat like we get carrying cross on smackdown and then he'll do some whole card thing right like some mind games and then we probably won't see the match until like two weeks like we did with mysterio right with yeah weeks later yeah 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 it's like so this whole thing with edge has been happening since like what before october SummerSlam? Well, okay, yeah, I mean, so Rhea aligned with Edge, you know, WrestleMania, and then Finn joined with them, like, what, a month or two later? Yeah. And then SummerSlam, was it SummerSlam they all kind of? SummerSlam, I think. Was Finn and Edge the first one? Oh, no, no, uh, Clash of the Castle. Clash of the Castle. When Dominic joined. And then, yep. you know, Extreme Rules in October where they took out Edge and Beth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that was, what, three months ago. And they're revisiting again. So so now, and, and it's fresh and it feels good. It doesn't feel forced. Yeah. it's It makes sense. Yeah. And that's what most of the stuff has been on both Raw and SmackDown with a lot of people, guys and girls. Um, You know, things are happening that just make sense. Mm-hmm. We're not just forgetting about things and so I just want to point that out. That's one thing that I really enjoy about watching yeah, Raw SmackDown. Absolutely. Uh, the other big thing they did announce on Raw this week. So for Elimination Chamber, for the women's Elimination Chamber match, the winner will get a number one contendership uh, match against Bianca Belair for the Raw women's title at WrestleMania. So that is uh, skipping ahead already on Raw. Rhea Ripley does make her decision who she wants to wrestle at WrestleMania. It's Charlotte Flair, which we'll get into that in a second. Yes. For the men's elimination chamber, it's actually going to be for the U.S. title, which is different. We've never seen that before, but I'm actually excited because that will elevate the U.S. title. It's like this title is a big deal in Triple H and the creative team. The, the U.S. title is a very prestige title. It's so much it's so valuable now. It's going to be settled in an elimination chamber match to determine the new winner wow. of it. So, yeah, your your thoughts on, um, yeah, it, it being up for the U.S. title is going to be for the elimination chamber. I like it. It gives, you know, I mean, we got we got to see Gargano advance to the elimination chamber. I feel like this is perfect for guys like him who need some momentum. Who yeah, needs a match like that to kind of. Uh, have his moment, his spots to kind of get the crowd behind him once again. And I know a lot of people are like comparing when he was in NXT and to now is not probably not as popular now as it used to be. But I feel like this match, win, lose or draw for a guy Mm -hmm. like him, this will be great for him. And then even for the women, I think this is another thing I want to point out. Another big win for the creative team is making it so that the final four, right? If I'm not mistaken, women were inserted into the chamber match already or the yeah. final three or something. They like already that. announced it. So 
Um, quick rundown here. So let's just, as you just mentioned, so Seth Rollins beat Chad Gable in a qualifying match for the Chamber. So Seth Good Rollins match. is in there. Yeah, great match. Uh, Johnny Gargano, as you said, beat Baron Corbin. So he qualifies for Redemption. the United States title elimination chamber match. That was. Uh, oh, then Bronson Reed beat Dolph Ziggler to qualify for the chamber match. So so as of right now, for the men's elimination chamber match, you got Austin Theory, who is the champ. He'll be defending it. Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano and Bronson Reed. So they got two more spots to fill. But that's a great list. And. You know, hey, what's the common thing? They're all Triple H NXT guys in there. That's so right. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, but for, for the women's elimination chamber, they just went ahead and announced uh, for, let me see, four competitors. So Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez. So they announced them. So, yeah, men's, they got uh, actual qualifying matches. The women's were just straight up announced. So. I, I know it's like I, I kind of wish maybe they would have done some qualifying matches for the women's, but maybe maybe it's just a time thing, you know, from a because that's coming up in what uh, this weekend be two weeks away, so it's coming up pretty quick. Yeah, well, and I, and and I, and I think the fact that they at least explain that all right, we're putting these girls in because they were the final four in the Royal Rumble match or the final three. Oh, they were a part okay. of that final three. Oscar, gotcha. Liv Morgan, and I believe it, Raquel. Yeah, Raquel. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. I missed that. Um, Bobby Lashley was well, speaking of Austin theory. He confronted uh, Austin theory in the VIP lounge. And it was a little long winded that segment. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> but ultimately Bobby Lashley was trying to attack Austin theory, but he actually didn't spear MVP. But I guess it's, it's, it's prolonged or, or pre- delaying the inevitable that her business will eventually get back together at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to ask, uh, you know, we saw a return, not just edge. <laughs> we saw the return of Rick. Books. <laughs> he comes out, <laughs> had a match with the Miz on uh, Adam Pierce's order. So, and Miz was not prepared. He was in a suit that his wife bought him, but uh, happened to see Rick Boogs back. You know, I missed him. We saw him get injured at WrestleMania, unfortunately, but has recovered and he's back, but I'm a little surprised they didn't put him back on SmackDown and where he was last time with Shinsuke Nakamura. So I guess that's good. He's going to be on Raw, kind of have maybe his own identity now. So mm-hmm. good for him. All right, see what they can do there. I'm just worried though they're going to put him with Elias since they're both like the rock stars. You know, Elias yeah. has Elias has the acoustic guitar. Rick Boos had the electric guitar. I wonder if they're going to be a tag team like the new Rockers. <laughs> That could work though. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, I do want to. Okay, the Becky Lynch segment. I want to ask you about. So we see Bailey come back out to the ring, and she says she's not going to fight Becky. She's not going to get her a match. Ultimately, Becky Lynch comes out on her birthday and says she wants a steel that steel cage match that she was robbed of last week, and so much so she threatened Bailey. By revealing that she beat up Dakota Kai, dragged Dakota Kai out, and was ready to hit Dakota Kai with the chair again on her injured leg. And Bailey was like, no, 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 no. All right, all right, I'll give you the match. I'll give you the steel cage match. What do you think about that set segment, the dynamic? If you were just tuning in for the first time, you can almost think that Becky's actions right there were almost like heel-like. And Bailey was like the baby face, like, no, 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 no. I'll give you what you want. But then again, yeah. 
as someone who's been tuning in a long time, grew up in the Attitude Era, I kind of like the side of Becky. She's just being a badass baby face. It's like, you're a chicken-ass heel who thinks you can just do what you want anytime you want. Uh-uh. It's my turn now. I'm going to get my way, and I'm going to take out other bad people. So it's almost like I've seen, like, was it John Wick or some other movies where the good guy realized he's got to take out a bunch of bad guys to get to the to the top bad person. And so I don't know what you yeah. think of that whole segment right there. Yeah, I, I thought it was good, and I agree with you. It, looking at it, you can easily be like, oh, what's going on here? Like, But it makes sense. Look, Becky, she's fed up. She wants what she wants, and she's going to do whatever she needs to do to get it. And, hey, if that means she's got to break every bone <laughs> in Dakota Kai and, and EO Sky, she's going to do that. And mm-hmm. it, it it did remind me of kind of a – it's funny you say that, like, attitude area. It does kind of remind you of, like, a stone-cold Steve Austin, yeah. you know, like someone who was the baby face, right? But yeah. did a lot of things that would – make people go wait wait wait. okay i'm sorry yeah <laughs> oh, i <laughs> missed know? that like i mean how many times wwe in the last few years has terribly booked baby faces it made them look like idiots i like mm-hmm. seeing a strong baby face and cody Rhodes. remember when he was in aew remember when cody Rhodes at the very beginning when dynamite launched and he had that rivalry with with chris jericho mm-hmm. and he was going after the inner circle he was looking tough he was a tough baby face yeah. remember he MJF, who was his friend at the time, you know, gave him uh, his scarf. He wrapped up in his hand, hit the glass yes. window, the bus through to get to the inner circle and attacked him. Like, I like mm-hmm. Cody there being a strong baby face. So I like seeing a strong baby face have to fight to get what they want. So Becky's just fighting what she wants here, which is just Bailey. Well, and she's tough because not only did she say she wanted that cage match, but she also said, look, give me the cage match and bring your friends. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad. And ultimately, I'm glad they're doing the make good. So they're going to give us a steel cage mm-hmm. match next week on Raw, I believe. So it yep. should be a lot of fun. And as we mentioned last week, I'm sure this is going to, since it's not going to be on Raw 30, it's going to be a, just another episode of Monday Night Raw. I'm sure they'll give it plenty of time. Hell, I hope they let, they let it main event Raw next week. That'd be great. You know, I, I was thinking they're going to be in Orlando next week. Wouldn't it be cool if like damage control added a new a new member mm-hmm. and it was somebody being called up from NXT? Like maybe maybe Indies somehow and, uh, hmm. somehow Adam Pierce bans EO Sky and Dakota Kai uh, side and they yeah. say you you even you even step foot near that cage. I'm stripping you both of the women's tag championships. Right, but then Bailey's got some backup. You know, Bailey's got some connections. Yeah, uh, at the Performance Center. <laughs> I mean that that that's a great way to add a new member, and we've seen that before in other factions. Well, you know, yeah. a, a faction might be three people, and then they ban two of them while the one goes into a match. Mm-hmm. But then they're they're okay with it because they knew they have a new member coming, and that person is the one who actually makes the save and helps the bad person win. So I could see or, that. Or, you know, you could even you can even swing the way of. Maybe Becky Lynch will get some allies, which we've seen. I know we don't want to go backwards here. Yeah. We've seen damage control versus, you know, whoever, you know, yeah. they had the war games and all that. Mm-hmm. But that's, but see, I'm sitting here trying to think like, okay, what's next for Bailey and Becky Lynch, right? Okay. 
Because well, I know Bailey has Eosky and Dakota Kai, and any normal person would think like, man, like Becky Lynch needs some backup. She needs some friends, right? Yeah. But yeah. I guess now, now I think about it, you just said that maybe that makes Becky Lynch look like the stronger baby face because, look, she doesn't need any friends. She doesn't need anybody to help her. She's going to take them out herself. She's going to do what she has to do. She got a chair. I would have her beat up EO. <laughs> yeah, I'd have her beat up EO and Dakota earlier in the night just to yeah. ensure that it's going to be one-on-one in that steel cage. Well, maybe, you know, Candice LeRae and uh, Mia Yim or Meechin can help out because they've been mm. kind of battling damage control as well. Which, on a side go. note, not we don't spend much time on this, but I just want to reference, I wish the women's tag titles get defended again. They're just yeah. kind of obsolete again like they were last year. So, yep. so we'll see. Uh, last thing for Raw we'll touch on before we just run down through some NXT Vengeance Day predictions is, yeah, Rhea Ripley came out and cut this promo. And I think a lot of people, after she won the Rumble, thought she should challenge Bianca Belair. Like, there's a story there as far as, two Triple H's protégés from the women's division uh, in NXT now in the main roster, let them main event. And they've been kind of eyeballing each other off and on for months now. It seems like that's a fresh new storyline on the main roster they can go into. Nope, not the case. Rhea Ripley comes out and ultimately cuts this promo saying, you know, she wrestled Charlotte before three years ago, wasn't prepared then, even though she did technically challenge her, right? Or... Charlotte challenged her for the NXT title. I'm trying to remember now. It's been. Yeah. And so, but ultimately Rhea Ripley says, you know, I want to, I want a rematch. I want to, I want to run it back more or less and challenges Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown women's title for WrestleMania. So yeah, your thoughts on this. I think in a perfect world, of course, everyone wanted Bianca versus Rhea Ripley, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But it, the story is there like of course Rhea Ripley she said it I believe in the press either it was the press conference or it was a backstage uh, thing on Twitter if she challenges Charlotte and she beats her not only will she get that win back right from losing to Charlotte but she'll be a Grand Slam champ mm. she yeah, will yeah. have won all the championships yeah. tag teams raw women's you know, the SmackDown women's NXT championship. Like Mm -hmm. it just, that's the better way to go. In my opinion, her and Bianca will have time, you know, their time when we talk about historic and you know, setting records, Charlotte Flair's right there. Yeah. Well, she's, she's the woman to beat. <laughs> no, and, and I, I see the story. Yeah, it is redemption, payback. Because, yeah, three years ago, Rhea Ripley was NXT Women's Champion, lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania 36 inside the Performance Center. So she wants payback. And then she lost again, right? What's the triple threat with Io Shirai, I should say, in NXT in your house, right? Is that when yeah. Io Shirai won the title that night? She pinned yep. Rhea and Charlotte wasn't pinned. So, yeah, no, she wants payback. And so this makes sense. So they can tap into that and they can use old footage of them going at it from the last couple of years. So I could see that yeah, there's a built in story there that I'm guessing Triple H and whoever thought was more compelling. All right. I'll let this play out. And then as you as you said, if she wins the SmackDown title, she does become a, a 
a triple crown winner for WWE. So it's a big accomplishment for her. But then I'm like, oh, Charlotte only had what, a four month title reign. And then she'll probably win it again later on this year and be once one title win away or a couple title wins away from her dad's record. So, uh, yep. Uh, but not following the, following the plan. <laughs> yes, you're, you're in on that. So no, I'm excited for this. I, I I think it's gonna be good. My only question is, let's say if you know early predictions, Rhea Ripley wins, she moves over to Friday Night SmackDown. I wonder if the rest of the Judgment Day will go over there. And I anticipate if they have a draft after WrestleMania, I'm guessing. The Judgment Day will go to SmackDown, create ha- havoc down there. I think that's what's going to happen. So that'll be interesting to mm-hmm. see. So, um, uh, yeah, but, you know, solid Fallout episode of Monday Night Raw from Royal Rumble. Uh, here we are on the road to Elimination Chamber. Well, actually, we're on the road to WrestleMania with a stop at Elimination Chamber. So a lot of stuff to look forward to, as Cody Rhodes say, 62 days. Well, now it's what less than that, but less than two months away. So a lot of stuff to look forward to. Um, last thing we'll just wrap on for this episode. Let's just go ahead quickly, give our predictions for vengeance day. NXT's first big show outside the performance center in a long time. This Saturday, it's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina at the spectrum center. Uh, six matches. Um, excited, man, to see them perform away from the PC in a different setup. Uh, I don't know yes. if it's going to have that same takeover vibe, but I'm just I'm glad for a different scenario because the last time they yeah. did this was WrestleMania Stand Deliver last year, so it's yeah. been long overdue. And, it was, uh, and I, I will admit uh, it was a bit premature. It was. Oh yeah, back in April. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, now this talent has had almost what eight months to season. They're they're ready now. So. um Okay, let's go ahead and jump into it. So I'm just looking at Wikipedia here. So we got Roxanne Perez defending the NXT Women's Championship against the two remaining members of Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, uh, triple threat match after they won that battle royal a couple weeks ago, and they both eliminate each other at the same time. Who you got here? I'm going with Roxanne Perez. Yeah. First title. She's it. Yeah. Great performance in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, I think... She needs this is her first big title defense. She needs to win this. Just she's winning, and what better way to kind of get a big win versus two people who were part of the top faction in NXT for mm-hmm. over a year? So totally throw JC and Gigi out there. Let's see if they can fly. Yeah, uh, Wesley <laughs> versus Dijak for the North American Championship. I know Dijak's big thing coming back to NXT and his new character is collecting titles. I, don't know, I think Wesley needs another big win here just to kind of he's just starting out his title reign. I, I'm picking yes. Wesley. I got Wesley too. And 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 Dijak, I I'm not really sold on Dijak yet. <laughs> he's like an eighties villain uh, or yeah, hunter, eighties hunter. Like, maybe like uh Terminator. Yeah, like action <laughs> star. Like from a John Claude yeah. Van Damme or a Robocop <laughs> type movie. There you go. <laughs> so Robocop uh, is perfect. Uh, Fatal four way for the NXT tag titles. The New Day defending against Gallus, Pretty Deadly, and Chase University, who won this week, uh, like the last chance to get in. And this is yep. actually, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, you got the New Days who are one of the greatest tag teams of all time coming down to NXT for a bit. Um, Gallus finally making their big return to NXT from NXT UK. Pretty deadly. Have been doing great things f- for months now. Uh, Chase University, mm-hmm. who's starting to kind of, 
I think win people over Andre Chase with his new alignment with uh, Duke Hudson in the fold. Yes. Um, who you kind of lean towards though for this one? So I would if if New Day is going to be done. This is a perfect opportunity to put the titles on Chase University, mm. just because they're so over in the performance center, right? Like mm-hmm. on TV weekly, week to week, they they got their own little Chase University section going on. And so yeah. I enjoy it. even when they won the 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 triple threat to get you know to get in the tag team title match. The whole, it's like the place came unglued. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks because I wish the Dyad, you, you know, the former. Uh, grizzled young veterans. I wish they were in the match because it'd be it'd be nice to see them get a shot at the tag titles again. But I know that you know they'll they'll get their chance soon. Ooh. But out of this, out of this, out of these teams in this Fatal Four Way match, New Day obviously is my first pick. Chase U is my second pick. Oh, it's hard <laughs> to choose. I'm gonna go with Chase U. Wow, look at if you going you, out there in, in front of the live crowd. The new day is there to help put the butts in the seats. Yeah, the butts are in the seats now. Now you got to make, uh, you got to make some stars out of who you got. So I totally agree with you, man. You think about it. If Grizzly Young Veterans or or what's their new names now? Um, Dyad. There, yeah. Schism. Um, schism. Uh, if they would have been in this match, three of the teams would have been NXT UK talent, which I think is pretty cool. Just shows yeah. how great that brand was with talent. But I, don't know, I have a feeling New Day is going to retain. I think they're going to hold the belts for a little bit. I think they're going to drop them at WrestleMania weekend at Stand and Deliver. Oh. Just because okay. I feel like right now, if New Day didn't have the NXT tag titles, they would have nothing else really going on. They've just been kind of floating, existing mm-hmm. on SmackDown. And right now, I don't think there's anything major lined up for them for WrestleMania weekend. So, but just have the new day involved in somehow in the weekend festivities. I think having them at Stand Deliver is a great spot for them, kind of like how Dolph was last year. So, yeah. I have a feeling they'll retain here, hold the titles for a couple more months, help with the tag team division some more, and then drop them to someone at Stand Deliver. That, that, that's Probably just right. kind of one feeling I have there. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, two out of three falls match between Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Cruz. They've been going back and forth for weeks now and kind of, you know, Apollo since he lost from Braun Breaker, still kind of fighting himself. Carmelo no longer the North American champion. He's also kind of trying to find himself. So you guys on a collision course with each other. Um, I, I have one thought here, but I'll turn to you who you kind of leaning towards. I'm going with Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not to foreshadow my pick for the main event, but I think Carmelo wins here and I think he moves on to the title main event title scene, the NXT championship. So he needs this win, the springboard there. And I think Carmelo Hayes will win at stand and deliver WrestleMania week and become the new, uh, excuse me, new NXT champion. So um, we'll talk about Braun Breaker in a second. But for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles, you got Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Valen Henley and Kiana James. This new friendship that they've had because of their relationship with Riggs and Jensen. You know, Valen's been like their friend or female manager, but also wrestler mm-hmm. with them. Um, uh, uh, who is it? Uh, uh, let's see, was it Briggs? Wait, is it Briggs the one has to crush on? No, um, uh, Brooks, 
Brooks Jensen. Brooks Jensen. Yeah, yeah, Brooks Jensen's the one that has a big crush on Kiana James, and she's finally kind of giving in and kind of flirting back with him. So by being associated with him, she's he, she's become friends with Fallon Henley, and they've kind of formed this tag team partnership. Um, yep. I'm a... Uh, I think there's got to be some sort of title change on this show. And if I had to pick one, I think that this would be the match for it. Mm. Cause I feel like all these tag, oh, excuse me, all these titles are on the line. There's going to be at least one title change. And I think this is the one that might be the likely one. Wow. Um, I'm going to say Katana chance and Caden Carter retain. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say they retain. I'll tell you why once we get to this next. <laughs> All right. Main event time. Braun Breaker defending the NXT championship against Grayson Waller. I'm thinking Braun Breaker retains and then sets up a program with Carmelo Hayes. They have a match at Stand and Deliver WrestleMania weekend. I think that's where Braun will finally drop the title. Carmelo Hayes will win the NXT championship, becomes the new face of NXT. He's paid his dues. He gets a turn to run the show. He is, he's been saying he's been the A-champ all year long with the NXT North American title. Let him actually get the actual NXT championships. Let him see what he can do. And I think Braun Breaker can then eventually get called up post-WrestleMania with the draft that's supposedly going to happen then. So, I don't know. What about you? What are you thinking, man? <sighs> That sounds great. All that Braun Breaker, Stand and Deliver, all, <laughs> all that is probably going to happen. But I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to hope and go with Grayson Waller. Okay. Not because I don't like Braun Breaker, but because I I just feel like, man, what an impact, what a upset that'll be. Um. I'm not like everyone else, or at least the majority of people who watch NXT on a regular basis who have kind of grown frustrated with Braun Breaker's reign or whether some some say he's boring, some say, mm-hmm. you know, he's missing something. He hasn't had too many meaningful opponents. I feel like Grayson Waller has definitely talked and walked himself um, into making people believe that he has a chance at beating Braun Breaker in that steel cage match. I'm going to hope and say. Grayson oh, that's Waller. right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot to mention it's a steel cage match. Thank you for yes. saying that. So you think Grayson cage Waller. And, and I just feel like he's so good and it would be such an upset. And I know Braun Breaker has dealt with a lot of up or a few upsets last year. Yeah. Right. Him losing the championship and, but I felt like when they when they hit they did that swerve with Dolph Ziggler, and I get it, Braun Braun didn't take the pin there, right? I think it was Champa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, man, what a nice swerve that'll be. I know everyone's banking on Braun Breaker being Braun Breaker. Carmelo Hayes is, is what everybody's been talking about, you know, uh, where Carmelo Hayes finally beats Braun. But man, I don't know. Grayson Grayson Waller might be the guy. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I know he's talking about man. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do here. So yeah, looking forward to uh, Vengeance Day 
this Saturday on Peacock and just seeing just seeing NXT in a different setting. I'm I'm excited. I'm sure the wrestlers yeah. are excited to travel. They, they've been you know doing house shows on that loop in uh, Florida. So then to get out of Florida and do something different, I, I it's gonna be really exciting. I can't wait for the energy to come for uh, come through the screen, as they say. So. All right. Well, on that note, let's start wrapping things up. Brian, where can the Clicksters find you online? Clicksters, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Tronic. And I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey 83. Please subscribe to In the Click wherever you get your podcast at. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on social media at In the Click. Email us anytime at in the click at gmail.com. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.